I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, here I am again with another episode of my startup journey with Pomodo. It's been a while since I last recorded. Um, I wanted to wait for one thing in particular to be confirmed before I started recording again, which, you know, as always, took a little bit longer than I thought to get ironed out. Um, but we've got a good few things to update you on today. Um, in this episode, we're going to give you an update on our monetization strategy, some thoughts on the marketing and social media side, and also some updates on the content side too. So let's start off on the content side. On the last episode, I told you about a pilot we had done for a new comedy sports podcast called Sports Virgins. While that's now live and going pretty strong, uh, like I mentioned before, my expectation on this is that it's probably going to be a bit of a slow burn, you know, hopefully gather a good cult following, get a bit of momentum behind it, and hopefully be a big hit in a few months' time. Um, And I'm very happy with it so far, you know, especially on the content side, as I feel as though with every single episode we record, it's just getting better and better. In fact, when we're recording it I genuinely laugh out loud on several occasions and still have a bit of a laugh even you know several times later when I'm listening to some of their comments or some of the stories so that's a good sign although I'm probably a bit biased on that one. Um, It was also on the new and noteworthy promo slot on Apple Podcasts last week too which you know has seriously helped on the general awareness for the show and of course on the listener side too so that's good news and uh, you know on that note too Couples Quarantine was also in the new and noteworthy slot at the same time so that was really cool you know two Pomodo shows dominating the Apple podcast homepage which is just awesome to see for a new startup um, and I guess a big milestone for us um, we're coming towards the end of the first season of Couples Quarantine now and that's gone pretty good they're going to take a quick Christmas break before returning in the new year with some new content and new guests uh, we've had some belters over the last few weeks too firstly we had Jack Whitehall as a guest which you know definitely gave it a bit of a boost with a mainstream audience uh, then we followed it up by Matt Richardson and then uh, Russell Kane will be launching soon who were both absolutely hilarious uh, you may have noticed that Matt is actually who is in the Sports Virgins podcast with us as well so it's great to start see some cross-pollination between the podcasts here so I'm sure that's going to be something we'll do a lot more in the future the next show to launch from us will be the podcast by Chloe Maidley. Chloe is a health and fitness professional who has written many best-selling books around the topic. Uh, this is the third season of this podcast, actually, so it's not a brand new show. Um, but either way, we're still excited to get this up and running and get this launched. So look out for that from mid-December onwards. <laughs> Then the two big shows that I've been talking about for a while now, well, they just keep getting delayed, which is a bit deflating, to be honest with you. Um, I remember when I was at Spotify and the content team would tell us about some new podcast that's coming soon and they'd give us a projected date and, you know, we in the sales team would go and speak to some brands about it and get some people interested. Then the launch date for that podcast would just keep being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And we were not so understanding. We would be giving the content team a little bit of shit about that. But now 
I totally sympathise with them wholeheartedly. Um, the whole COVID situation with a second lockdown hasn't really helped you either. You know, both of these guys wanted it properly and some of it in person to begin with. The thing is, you know, if these were established shows and we're into season two or three already, then being in lockdown doesn't really affect it at all. You know, it's pretty easy to do these virtually. In fact, with sports versions, for example, I bet most people listening didn't even realise that we transitioned from an in-person recordings on the first few episodes into a virtual recording for the last couple because I just don't think it makes much of a difference at all. But in these scenarios, especially when it's their first podcast, they will need a bit more hands-on support initially and that just has not been possible. Uh, we've got some dates locked for the first week of Jan though to start recording, so fingers crossed for a release in i don't know february maybe um it's been quite frustrating to see these drag on and on uh, to be honest especially when you've been talking about them for so long um but i guess the most frustrating part of all is that there's nothing i can do about it there's nothing we can do to speed these up because you know it's completely out of our hands but as i've said before we just have to be patient on these things When I started this company, I had a pretty clear plan for how we were going to monetize our podcast, but to be honest, I found it a bit harder to sell as an independent publisher than I first thought. Um, I know it's still very early days, but having had a few open discussions with a few brands, uh, you know, these brands want to buy from a small number of suppliers rather than from every single podcast publisher individually. Uh, and I get it, you know, it's a lot more efficient for them to be able to buy across multiple podcasts with one company rather than having multiple individual conversations. So it makes total sense. And from my perspective, even though we know exactly what we're doing, we know who to speak to, what conversations to have, and are very experienced in monetizing audio content. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we are now one of hundreds of different publishers trying to get sponsorship from the same brands. And if our podcasts are not bigger and better than all the others, which, you know, one day hopefully they will be, um, and, you know, despite knowing exactly what we're doing, it's going to be a tough one to do it alone. Um, so I'm glad I figured this out nice and early and I've adjusted the monetization strategy as a result. Uh, this isn't a U-turn by any means. Uh, it's more of a pivot, really, based on what I'm seeing in the marketplace. And we have to remember, too, that recently there has been an explosion of new podcasts. So there is far more supply in the marketplace. And even though the podcast advertising world is still growing uh, overall in terms of revenue, despite the pandemic, the demand just hasn't increased quite as quickly as the supply has recently. So, um, you know, I figured that moving to a co-selling arrangement with one of the big podcast advertising networks was the best approach. This still allows us to sell these sponsorships ourselves, but also that we're leveraging the sales teams of the larger company to complement it and hopefully to maximise fill and, of course, maximise revenue. I spoke to all of the UK-based podcast advertising companies and decided to partner with Acast, who I'm sure you're all familiar with if you're listening to this. Um, they are the biggest and most established player in the market here in the UK, if not globally. So I think we're in safe hands. And plus, there's a lot of ex-Spotify's there, so I feel comfortable and delighted to be reunited with a few of them. There were definite pros and cons though for some of the other companies. Um, so it wasn't an easy decision and you know I did think long and hard about it but I guess only time will tell if this is the best decision or not. Uh, but either way I'm glad that we agreed favourable terms with Acast and you know hopefully we can work together in a mutually beneficial way for many years to come and do you know what I, I'm delighted with this and I'm really excited to get going with them. I must admit, it is a massive relief to have signed this agreement with them and got this out of the way. The whole process was quite stressful over a couple of weeks period. 
Firstly, the realization that we needed support on the monetization side. Like I said, this isn't a U-turn at all because we were always going to work with a third-party company for the ad spot side of things. And I had to remind myself of the overall vision for this company too. You know, it was never meant to be to build a new podcast advertising network outright. Um, Primarily, we're a production company and a publisher with the added bonus of being able to monetize ourselves. But, you know, the intention was never to create this big podcast advertising network. Um, I did perhaps talk it up a little bit about the extent that we can sell the sponsorships ourselves um, and, you know, saying that we wouldn't need to partner with an ACAST or other for that. But like I said, I just felt that this is going to be tougher to do than I had originally assumed, especially in the current climate, and I just didn't want to find that out in six months' time. Um, So on that note, I guess one thing that I'm very proud about here is that I didn't stick my head in the sand about this. You know, once I made that realization, I confronted it and made the decision to move forward with a new plan. Don't get me wrong, I did dwell on it for a good day or so, and it most certainly kept me up at night a couple of weeks ago for a couple of nights. Um, In fact, I remember it now, I got up around 2.30am on a Saturday morning once, and I got my laptop out and basically wrote the new strategy there and then. Obviously, it was already in my head, but it was just all jumbled up and floating around, and I had all these feelings of, you know, doubt and perhaps a little bit of embarrassment I think that I was going back on the plan that I originally set out Um, but like I said I'm glad that I figured this out early confronted it head on put a new plan together and I've moved forward and I genuinely think I've made the right decision there Um, I'm sure there'll be many other pivots along the way many other tough decisions to be made Um, And I'm hopefully I'm going to take the same approach, you know, try to set the emotions to one side, think about it clearly, logically, and make a quick decision and move forward. The other big focus area for me has been on the marketing side. Um, In an ideal world, I would hire a marketing or social media person on a full-time basis. You know, a professional that knows exactly what they're doing and just let them run with it. I think there's enough work to be able to do that. Uh, The reality is that we just don't have the funds for this just yet. So we're going to have to be a bit scrappy for now, bide our time. I guess this is something that most startups have to do in the early stage. Um, But I now have three different people helping me on a few things around the social media side. One being an actual company that we are paying a monthly fee for um, and another two people that are daughters of friends of mine you know students who live locally and want some work experience so that, that's quite good that they've agreed to help me out on that front social media is playing a big part here uh, we have instagram facebook and twitter accounts for both couples quarantine and sports virgins as well as the pomodo uh, as a company um, so between those three people hopefully we can test a few things test a few different approaches and see where we get the best results My thinking is that for something like Couples Quarantine, Instagram might be the best channel. But for something like Sports Virgins, where it's more topical and more dependent on the latest sports news, I think Twitter might be the best fit. So we'll see on that front. We also have YouTube, which is a key both distribution channel and also awareness channel for us. Um, and we're, so we're beginning to post a lot of the cut down assets from the podcast onto YouTube. Um, I'm conscious that, you know, these are podcasts and I, I, I really want people to listen to the podcast on the full podcast channels, not on YouTube. Um, so hopefully the cut down assets can be a good way to drive awareness for what the podcast is, uh, hook people onto the podcast and try to drive them to the podcast to listen, you know, whether it's Spotify or Apple or wherever else. 
The other area that I'm testing is Spotify Ad Studio, which is their self-serve advertising platform. Now, I've spent years selling this to people, you know, telling them how great it is and how effective it is as a medium. Obviously, I've never actually used it myself. Uh, well, I guess now is the time for me to see that for myself. You know, it's a lot different when you it's your own money that you're using. So we've tested Spotify Ad Studio for sports virgins. Um, we created a 30-second audio ad, and we've targeted 50% of the buy to a comedy podcast listener segment and 50% to a sports podcast podcast listener segment uh, the goal is to see which segment is more, more responsive and then upweight from there so we'll see what the results are like but hopefully this is going to be a bit of an always on ongoing channel for us um, also once we're fully up and running with Acast, uh, there could be some opportunities with them to do some form of in podcast advertising too so that's definitely something that i'm keen to explore with them um, another thing I'm thinking of for sports virgins is to create some kind of viral video that we can promote across social media. I'm thinking like a five to six minute clip of Amy and Matt performing some basic sporting skills out in the park. Um, you know, my assumption here is that they're probably not going to be very good at the basic sporting skills. So hopefully, you know, it's in fitting with the theme of the podcast. And if we get them into a park, get them to do some of these skills, record the whole thing, film the whole thing, hopefully that'll be quite a funny and engaging piece of content that, you know, might be good as an awareness tool for the podcast, but could be, you know, have some viral effects to it and you know hopefully people will will watch it and then drive them to actually listen and be subscribers of the podcast so we'll keep you updated on the progress with that and back to the overall marketing side and the full-time role quickly. Um, I was actually hoping that the government Kickstarter scheme might come in handy here. Uh, so this is a new scheme that the government put in place during the pandemic to encourage new businesses to employ people on universal credit. Um, and they can get incentivized for doing so and compensated for doing so. So, you know, this is really appealing for me. I'm really keen to give young people who, you know, maybe haven't got work to give them a chance, train them up, see what they can do. Uh, and hopefully, you know, this can be their future with us. But um, unfortunately, as is so often the case with the government, they've shifted the goalposts midway on this one, uh, changing it so that it only applies to companies that have been up and running for at least one year, which obviously uh, doesn't apply to us. So that's quite annoying, really, especially as I went through the whole application process. And I was just generally quite keen on the principle of the scheme. But uh, oh, well, not to be. Anyway, I think that might be it for now. So uh, plenty going on. Please listen to all our shows as usual and please keep the comments coming in. You know, I really do appreciate all the messages of support and I really do appreciate hearing from all of you. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening to my startup journey and for all your support so far. Please subscribe, share and give us a nice little five-star rating and even a cheeky little review if you feel like it. Don't forget that Couples Quarantine with James Haskell and Chloe Madeley has new episodes releasing every Monday. So if you want to hear their hilarious take on certain relationship-based topics, then check that out. And please check out Sports Virgins too, our brand new comedy sports podcast that will help bring all you sports novices up to speed and give you a bit of a giggle whilst doing so. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.